What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the first episode of My Not-So-Humble Opinion. I'm your host, Edgar Soto, so today I'm going to go through some things that I find interesting and give my opinion on them, my not-so-humble opinion on them, <laughs> and you know, just see how y'all like it, see what y'all think. So, to, so here goes nothing. Today, on the agenda, I'm going to talk about sexuality in society, um... More specifically, unrestrained sexuality in society. I think it's a huge problem. Like, basically, sexuality has devolved into something, something done, some an act between two people who care about each other. Now it's just down. To, it's devolved into something that you know. It's just pleasure. I mean, it, well, I mean, it, it earlier back or back in the day, or I guess you know, back in you know more primitive times, it was it was about you know reproduction. And then you know, as, th- as time went on, you know, the pleasure side of it became more uh, became more of a thing. Now it's just now it's just pleasure, there, and it's not even between two people that care about each other. It's just between two people who barely know each other. And I think the whole sexual liberation thing has really wrought havoc in on uh, you know relations between the two genders, and it brings out the worst in people, man. And I think this is really true when it comes to dating apps. You know what I'm saying? So. Like, let me, let me just, you know, run through some statistics and just facts for you guys, you know, that basically, uh, speak against promiscuity or, or, you know, make arguments against promiscuity. Now, some of the, now, some of what I'm about to say is kind of opinion-based and anecdotal, just have that in mind, but a lot of this is, you know, more factual and objective. Anyway, I'm going to start off with the most obvious thing, man. Uh, casual, having a casual attitude about sex and just having a lot of sexual partners just increases the likelihood of you catching an STD or getting somebody pregnant or getting pregnant if you're a woman. And that's just simple statistics and probability, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 very simple basic shit. And okay, here's where the um you know, the the fact or the less factual and more subjective things come in. So it, it, to me, it's just weird to have sex with somebody you barely know, man. Like, you don't know who these people are. You don't know what they have. Like, you just met them that night. You know, wherever you met them, at the club, the bar, whatever. Tinder. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get into that later on. But, um... <clears throat> it, it's just weird to me. And, 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 like, it's unnerving for me. Like, I'm not one of these people who are like, Oh, you should wait until you're married to have sex. But at the same time, like, it, like I, I can't imagine not having sex with somebody I don't, like, really care about, you know? At the very least, like, you know, it's just, it's, it's strange to me. It's a foreign concept to me. So, a University of Utah study actually revealed that men and women who have had more sexual partners in their past report being less satisfied in their marriages. And, oh yeah, and just so y'all know, um, all my sources will be in the description of this podcast, so y'all can look at all these studies and statistics and everything for yourself. So, yeah, a University of Utah study revealed that men and women with more sexual partners in their past revealed reported being less satisfied in their marriages. And those who have... And a University of Denver study uh, takes us a little bit further. Uh, This study reveals that people who have had sex with only their spouses, only the people that they've married, um, as opposed to, you know, having other sexual partners in their past, reported having higher quality marriages. And this is especially true for women. Women um, actually tend to be according to this study, tend to be less satisfied in their marriages if they've had less, if they had more sexual partners in their past than men. And also, participants in the study who, you know, shacked up before they got married, you know, they lived with their significant other before they married them, um, they also reported 
having less happy marriages or less less satisfying marriages. Um, but yeah, the whole this is something. Now, I mean, I'm I'm gonna be a total disclaimer here, man. Like I've I've still never had sex. I'm 21 years old. I'm a virgin. I'm gonna be totally honest, totally honest up front about that. But this is something I'm exposed to a lot because you know, being you know college age guy. And, you know, being, you know, associating with a lot of people who, you know, are sexually active and, you know, are in relationships and stuff like this is something that, you know, I it's 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 relevant to me. It's relevant to my generation. So that's why to that's it's relevant to my generation. That's one reason why I'm talking about it right now. Um, so now something else is relevant to my generation is dating apps, especially Tinder and, you know, Bumble and like the other apps like that. But. And now a lot of this, I'm, I'm going to get into like my personal experiences later on, but a lot of this stuff I can, I can attest to, I can, um, I can get, I can, I can say that this is true just based on my own personal experience. And now I know like personal experience are sort of subjective. It's not everything, but I know a lot of the, but a lot of the things have been true for me and for a lot of other people. Now, um, dating apps like Tinder and Bumble and everything can, uh, can negatively impact your self-esteem and exacerbate, you know, depression if you're already depressed or, you know, can, you know, invoke depression. Now, a lot of people who do use these apps actually have lower self-esteem than, than people who don't. Um, and a University of North Texas study actually showed that this was more true for men, more than anything else. Men are, um, in terms of self-esteem, are more negatively impacted by these kind of apps than than women are. Um, So, and this is interesting as well. The part of the brain that processes physical pain also processes rejection and, you know, many forms of emotional pain the same way. The brain doesn't really differentiate between emotional pain and actual physical pain. Now, here's here's something else. Now, again, this is kind of subjective and anecdotal, but... But I'm sure some of y'all who are listening to this, I'm sure y'all will agree with me. So, dating apps freaking bring out the worst in people, man. Because, seriously, like, it, pe- it makes people more shallow. Now, people are already naturally shallow. I found it basically comes down to this. People come for your come for your looks, no pun intended. They come for your looks, and they stay for your personality, alright? That's basically what this comes down to. But it makes people even more shallow... And you just fall in love or, you know, in lust mainly with the image of a person because that's all, because on a lot of these apps, that's all you're looking at. You're just looking at the picture. You're just looking at somebody's picture and, you know, a a little blurb in their bio. You're not actually, you know, interact, you know, you know, interacting with the person for that long. You're not courting the person. You're, you know, you just hit, hit it and quit it basically. Anyway, um, you're just falling, falling in love with the image of a person and not the the actual human being underneath. And it, it makes people more disposable. And this is something that I've noticed and this, this is something that's more true for women. I don't know you guys have probably seen the meme of you know the, the woman's inbox versus the male's inbox, but or the guy's inbox. But you know, women get a lot more attention on dating apps than men do. So women have a lot more options in that regard than men do. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I mean I don't mean to like just single out women, but I mean seriously, this is this is a fact on a lot of these apps, especially for women. But Seriously, women have a lot more options on dating apps than men do, and that means they can just, you know, they, they're they a lot more selective. I mean, women tend to be pickier than men in real life anyway, but, you know, um, 
these apps make women a lot more selective and for like make them a lot more superficial now i mean men can be the same way men men are a lot can be superficial in these apps too i mean i know for me that was true for that for me that was true but anyway it it makes people disposable it fucking brings out the fucking worst in people okay that's again so yeah also um a lot of these apps it, it's possible that these apps contribute to higher std rates i mean they're in you know in you know western countries i mean there there are other factors that go into that i mean these these apps are not the only thing that um contribute to higher std rates among the population i mean a lot of it too is also because you know um technology the technology for uh you know for std testing and all this other stuff is is more sophisticated and is a lot more a lot more advanced now so people are able to, you know, catch STD sooner and, you know, and, you know, with medicine being the way it is now, people are able to, you know, prevent them and are are more able to treat them compared to, say, 20 or 30 years ago. Now, this Norwegian study revealed that people, that people who use dating apps, both, both men and women, they're really not doing much better in terms of finding a partner in terms of acquiring partners than people who don't use these apps, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm going to get into my personal experience with these apps, man. You know what? Um, I've tried a whole bunch of these apps. I've tried Tinder. I've tried plenty of fish. Okay. Cupid, man. I've tried a whole bunch of them. There's probably a dating app. I haven't, I don't think there is any dating app. I haven't tried. I know it's probably a little bit of hyperbole, but I've tried quite a lot of them. All right. And fucking, a lot of this stuff is true, man. It really fucks with your self-esteem, dude. Um, you know, like for me, like just sending out so many messages to so many women and swiping right on so many women and not getting a not getting a like back or you know a, a right swipe back. It can be emo. It 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 can really fuck with you emotionally. Like it really drains you emotionally. It it brings about a lot of emotional fatigue, among other things, and it. Hey, even though it's just a person on the internet that you don't know, it still hurts either way. And, you know, going through a lot of that constantly, like, it really, really fucks with you mentally and emotionally. I know I keep saying that, but really, it, it's, it's fucking, it, like, real life, I mean, I've had some bad experiences trying to meet women in real life, but honestly, I think real life is, like, the best way to meet people, honestly. That fucking, like, nothing compares to real life. That way you actually get to interact with the person, that way you freaking, you get to, uh, you get to know the person a little bit better and you know, you're not, you get, you, you fall in love with the person or you interact with the person as opposed to, you know, just their picture or just them on the internet. Because, Hey, the internet, Hey, you on the internet and you in real life can be to two totally different people. And I'm not talking about like catfishing. I just mean, you know, it's, it interactions are different on the internet than they are in real life. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's why real life, nothing compares to real life. Now, in terms of, you know, promiscuity, I have the politically incorrect opinion that slut-shaming is okay. Like, promiscuity is not some like, it's not one of these things like, oh, you know, I'll, uh, you know, it's not a live and let live thing. It has a lot of very real consequences that impact, it's a ripple effect. It impa impacts a lot of people, like, in my opinion, like, I'm not, I'm, like, I'm not advocating for state-enforced monogamy or anything. But seriously, monogamy is the way to go. And I think that, you know, like, prom like promiscuity has done nothing but just wrought havoc on society. 
And you call me sexist, misogynist, whatever, or whatever you want to call me. I really don't give a fuck. But seriously, um, monogamy is the way to go. And it's like, it's better to have sex with somebody you actually care about, or even better, wait until you're married than have, than fucking, to just have random flings with people you don't know. Like, objectively speaking, and to a certain degree, subjectively, but objectively speaking, it's better to do that. Um, but yeah, so, that's, that's one thing I wanted to talk about with you guys, man. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was, um, obesity and fat shaming, actually. Now, I also believe fat shaming is okay. Obesity is a character flaw. Look, do not believe anyone who tells you otherwise. Obesity is a character flaw. Alright? So listen. Um, listen, there are, very, uh, there are some people out there who will say, Oh, obesity is a medical condition. It's a disease. Uh, well, look, there are very few people out there who are actually obese or overweight because of some medical condition. Most people are obese. vast majority of people, like 9 people out of 10. Freaking 95 people out of 100, maybe, are obese because they just, they're just lazy and don't want to take care of themselves and don't want to eat right. They just don't have any fucking self-discipline. That's why obesity is a problem. I mean, you can blame chemicals in the food all you want. You can blame fucking our, you know, the modern American lifestyle all you want. But ultimately, it comes down to this. A lot of people just don't have self-discipline. That's the problem. Now, I'm going to go through a couple more statistics with you guys. Um, obese people, I'm sure a lot of y'all probably know this already. Obese people tend to incur more medical expenses, live shorter lives, and they miss more work time than thinner people. And obesity actually increases the likelihood of other diseases and health issues. But again, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Just I reiterate that for you know those who don't know, for the betterment of people who don't know. Um... Now, nearly 40% of Americans are obese, and that's a pretty alarming number in my opinion. Now, Hispanics and non-Hispanic blacks are more likely to be obese than non-Hispanic whites and Asians. Um, and college-educated men and women are less likely to be obese than those without college degrees. Now, this is something I thought was interesting. A study from New Zealand actually uh, revealed that children with lower IQs are more likely to be obese than children with you know, higher IQs. And in terms of the actual cost of, you know, I'm, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. I'm trying to, like, stay away from explicitly political topics. But, like, a lot of the people who advocate for, univer for universal health care, single-payer single health care here in America don't understand. Or, I, in my opinion, they don't truly comprehend how expensive something like that would be and how unsustainable it is. Because obesity costs the U.S. any... Just obesity. You're not talking about the other... Healthcare crises we deal with here in America. Just obesity costs the U.S. anywhere between $100 billion to $200 billion plus, according to various estimates. And that's just obesity. We're not talking about other health crises. And this is another thing. The U.S. spends more than any other country, spends way more than any other developed country in the world on healthcare. So the problem is not that we don't spend enough on healthcare. We spend plenty on healthcare. So, yeah, that, okay. Yeah, that, that's just... That the whole healthcare thing—that's another topic I can go on. I can go on and on about. That's another topic I can talk about another day. But that was just something I thought about. I wanted to share with you guys. But yeah, so I've already pissed some of y'all off because I've said fat shaming is okay and slut shaming is okay. 
So I'm going to now um, introduce some hate facts for you guys. And this will and this will particularly piss off feminists, I know, but I don't care because you know, because they don't because hey they don't care about pissing me off. So anyway, let let's get started. So according to uh, various studies, this there there was one study. Uh, um, it'll be in the description, but I, I can't quote it. I I can't quote it like off the top of my head. But there was a study done of women in like 40 different countries of various, you know, develop, you know, developing countries and developed countries. And it showed that women actually display less interest in politics and women actually display less knowledge about political affairs than men do. And some of y'all I'm sure have heard of the gender equality paradox. What this means or what this is, this this basically um shows that women in more, you know, equal countries like, you know, America, Western Europe, places like that, they're actually less interested in pursuing, you know, STEM and, you know, getting into STEM fields, you know, science, te- technology, engineering, mathematics. And women in more developed, you know, less developed countries are actually more interested in those fields. Now, there are experts who speculate that women in developing countries pursue STEM fields in order to obtain financial freedom. I mean, like, it's possible that that's true. I'm not going to say they're lying or that they're wrong. I mean, it's possible that's true. It's also possible that they're not. I mean, I haven't really researched that deeply into that. I mean, you know, in another in another another um, a podcast, I can go more in. I can delve deeper into that. Now, this this is something else I want to talk about: the wage gap. The wage gap, um, like the whole seventy-seven dollar or the whole seventy-seven cents to one dollar thing, it's a very loaded number, and frankly, it's bunk. It can be easily debunked. And let me let me explain. Let me explain how. Let me just run through some more run through through some more of these statistics for you. So, women tend to pursue less lucrative career fields than men. That's one reason why women make less than men do. And also, women work fewer hours than men. Common sense kind of dictates that you know if you work fewer hours, you get paid less. To add on to that, women also take more time off of work than men. Now listen, now listen. America is not the most economically free country in the world. You got to go to like Singapore or Hong Kong for that. But in our relatively free American economy, and you know the the remnants of the free market that we do have, you know different career fields are you know have different values in the free market. And that's just that's just to make a long story short. And a lot of women pursue the less lucrative career fields, so of course they're going to make less money than men because men tend to pursue, you know, career fields that you know make more money, for, make them more money. And this, this interesting. This is not directly related to, um, uh, to the gender relations. This is more of a race relations thing. Now, now let's talk about the racial wage gap for a minute. Um, people want to talk about how blacks and whites. The, the, uh, want to talk about the uh, racial wage gap in terms of you know black people and white people, and how blacks earn less than whites, but what a lot of them conveniently leave out is that Asians actually outperform whites, and Asian women actually make more money than white men do, and Asian men of course are the top earners in America. They're you know the model minority. They make the most money more compared to anybody else. But yeah, that that that, that was just something else I found interesting. Um. Now, on going back to you know women and you know, pol- you know voting patterns and politics and all that, um, 
women are actually more likely to vote for the left, vote for the Democratic Party here in America. Um, women are actually more likely to support hate speech laws, according to you know Pew Research uh, Center figures. And according to you know other figures from Pew Research Center, um, women are actually more likely to support gun control. Now, look, here, here's the takeaway from all this. Here's the message I really want to bring home to you guys. Uh, look, I'm not saying women can't or shouldn't work or anything like that. Or that, you know, women are just like totally evil and like we shouldn't, you know, women don't deserve respect. Frankly, or frankly, I do, well, I'm just going to be blunt with you guys. You shouldn't respect somebody just because they're a woman or just because they're a man, okay? Respect is attached to, ind to you know, individual virtue. It's not attached to genitalia. Stefan Molyneux uh, tweeted something like that uh, not too long ago, which I thought was very profound, but yeah. You know, people respect you because you're a virtuous person, not because, you know, what you have between your legs. Anyway, um, now, men share a lot of the responsibility for why society is where it is today. Now, the... Men get a lot of moral agency in this too, and so do women. Like both, both sexes are responsible for where for society being where it is today. Okay, so this is not to single out women. This is not to cast aspersions on women, or just women rather. This is like anybody can get it from me, regardless of socioeconomic status, gender, race. It doesn't matter. If you're wrong, I'm gonna call you out for it. So. Yeah, uh, those are just a few things I wanted to, you know, share with you guys. I just wanted to give my opinion on those things, and, you know, I'm interested to see what you guys think. I'm interested to uh, hear, what your, hear what your thoughts are for a change, and, you know, tell me what you liked about this show, what you didn't like about it, um, any suggestions you have. I'm totally interested in hearing those, so yeah, um, comment on this, uh, you know, share this with people, uh, and, you know, like I said, don't just take my word for it. Look at a lot of these figures and statistics that I that I have, uh, that I put in the description of this podcast. Uh, and go investigate for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. So, yeah. Peace, guys.